Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ask people gonna find me. Cause I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did travel some humongous ways. Oh, cast a paper plane? Oh, that looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Piece Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing. Smitty! And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, Waves magazine... Mm. Vaughn Corn Deadly. Thank you, Smithy. Thank Vaughan, you, my friend. I think the question on everyone's minds right now is Are you kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? Kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? Kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wow. Wow. Oh. Whoa, Smithy. We're back. Oh, mate. Yeah, the woozle. Back. Pipe. Done. Scratched. In 2020, mate, you know, in a year where we didn't get a lot of competition action, it will now forever be immortalised as the year of the goat bird. Mm. Well, I don't think we can really take much away from the competitive season other than it has been a wonderful year for the goat bird. Mm, mm. Second to none, uh, I'm sure it rates right up there with his first world title in 92, 2020. I mean, it's been the endless, endless summer. Just yep. a fucking cone off of, of psychotic proportions. The goat was everywhere. If there was an orb, the goat was in it. Mm. Didn't matter where it was. COVID, what was COVID? It was nothing to him. He just goat flooded his way with his little goat bird wings from one continent to the next, getting fucking shacked off his dial. Mm. I wonder what uh, what sort of time we're talking in the chew. I mean, if there was a clock, I mean, has he has he spent days in there, months? Oh, you'd have to think so. You'd have to. I, I remember when we were making uh, Red Monkey Full Moon. Mick and Mason started getting on that that chat about uh, how long do do they reckon they spent in the cone uh, during that Indo season, and they did a lot of time at Desert Point, and mm. you know, you know what Mason's like out there, mm, mm. but um. I think Mace said about four minutes, and then Mick said about, no, nah, I reckon about one minute 20, and then Mace went, oh, yeah, no, no, I reckon about one minute 10 or something like that because he can never put himself above any world champion. He loves <laughs> him. Um, but it's a good question, hey? Like, how much actual orb time did Kelly lock away this year? Do you reckon it was a, a, a big year for him? Mm, well, I mean, apparently the, the word coming out of uh, Uluwatu and the book it there was that they could only get him out of there to get a Nazi goring. <laughs> the only way they could get him out of the tube born. Go! Nazi, I am special! Ready, yeah! <laughs> did he make that classic mistake of like going in for a lunchtime massage and then just paddling back out without sharing all the oil off? Oh, the goat doesn't make that mistake. <laughs> I mean, he's always glistening like a wet sultana in the ocean, isn't he? He's a yeah. 
freaking. He, uh, he, yeah, I mean, have I, you done that? You've done that, hey? Oh, of course. Got the massage Classic up on the pulpit and then uh, paddle out and just slip, 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 slippity do all over everything. Massage, special, make banana cry, then go out and try and uh, whack a couple of backside <laughs> vert re-entries on the racetrack and just cop the board straight in the schnoz. Mm. Just sliding Karma. around. It's a kind of a thing. No, but the goat, mate, the goat. All about the goat. I mean... Year of the goat. Well, is, yeah. that, is that what it was I, this year? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just consulting my Mayan uh, Chinese New Year... And uh, it looks as though it may have been, uh, I see the moons were coming into alignment around the seventh equinox, and it appears that it transitioned from the year of the cuntish coronavirus, and uh, around about May it turned to the year of the fucking dirty pangolin, and then it transitioned. It is the year of the goat, 2020. It actually is. Are you fanning me? No, I'm fucking You're fucking joking. You're kidding me? Um, I did an interview with Jack Robinson recently. The Vortex Shaman himself. The Vortex Shaman himself. All hail the mighty swelling Vortex Shaman. Uh, And he brought up such a good point about the goat. Um, I was talking to him about sort of like where he's at in his surfing journey in terms of like, is he surfing the best he's ever surfed? Like, is he feeling... Like he's starting to reach his his the zenith of of his um you know experience with surfing, and he said to me, you know, it's it's weird. Like people always want to put you somewhere on your career arc, like when they're talking about uh, how you're surfing and what's coming. He goes, you know, like people, I hear people say about me sometimes that you know he's at fifty percent. You know, he's he hasn't filled out enough. His rail game's not there yet. And then they say, oh no, he's at eighty percent. He needs a bit more big game experience against mm. alpha males in heats and he says but my view is is if you just keep learning you shouldn't really have a dip you should just be getting better and better and better and he, he cites kelly slater as a perfect example of that and mm. he says like if you think of kelly's career arc are you looking at sort of the kelly andy years as the pinnacle of his career or should we be looking at it, the fact that he's 45 still learning and number three in the world against Arguably, probably the most fucking talented, uh, you know, generation of surfers since Momentum came on. Uh, and he's still there and he's still mm. competing and he's still having a hell time. Mm. And he's still fucking mind-fucking the fuck out of everyone. Mm. Like, Including I, the Vortex Shaman himself. Well, I just think that that's a really good take on things, you know. Mm, like you, you, You're looking at it and you're going, man, that, that's way more impressive than just being at the peak of your powers. Mm. Being able to learn. And I think that, uh, yeah, so Jack was... Um, uh, I just thought that was a really good point. That's in yeah. Surfing World, that interview, if you want to check uh, it out. Well plugged. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I've got to give Sean Owen the fucking boys. Oh, big raps to the Aussie mags. Oh, it's popping off. Keeping, it's going. Keeping it going in, you know, in light of uh, all these other shutdowns and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Anyway. Just a quick correction. I mean, I think undoubtedly the pinnacle of Slater's career was clearly the Surfers album that he released. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Oh, and the 11 so. uh, world titles comes in somewhere beyond yeah. that. Um, yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Like, I mean, d- d- when, you, when you were watching the Pipe Masters and watching the, the GOAT just dismantle, you know, Jack Robbo, Geordie Smith, uh, you know, his, his journey through that event was fucking psycho, man. Oh. Were you, were you like, just having a, a mental fizz on it? Yeah, absolutely. I was 
fizzing. Like, uh, uh, we got an interview with Tom Carroll coming up about this exact mm. phenomenon where we kind of covered this. But, um, you know, my take on it is like, I don't think the GOAT realises what he's doing for the rest of humanity. Like, he is blazing a trail here that is so far out of bounds. <laughs> he's 48 and just dousing groms in their absolute prime mm. in all time, like, as good a conditions as you can surf. It, it's just so without precedent. It, mm. It's hard to even make sense of apart from, I mean, it's just glorious. It's just a golden age of surfing. It's the best thing I've ever seen in world sport. And I've, you know, I fucking follow a few of them. Mm. This is just next level. Yeah, I mean, I think just to touch on what you were saying before um, in terms of like this, you know, what part of your growth journey you're on. Um, th- there's this concept called the zone of proximal development. Mm. And basically, you know, when you hear someone say, oh, he's in the zone, mm. what they're saying is like, he's in the zone of proximal development. And, and that's a graph where you have on one uh, axis, you have physical development. And on the other axis, say the horizontal axis, you have, uh, you know, mental and emotional development mm. and where they intersect is called the zone of proximal development. Mm. And uh, Slater has just, pretty much always been in the zone he's always maintaining like you know he's stretching he's eating well he's you know never you know he's shied well away from the bolivian ether wash <laughs> and uh you know minimal giraffes at dick sandbar at hosiger there and uh, i can't even remember him throttling more than you know a handful of beer bongs in his life mm. Um, so he's kept clean and he's always learning, you know, he's always uh, mentally sharp, you know, playing, you know, chess games like a, just some grand wizard, just absolutely head fucking the bejesus mm. out of his younger competitors, passive aggressive frenemy style. Yeah, it's absolute. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the uh, the posts, you know, preheat posts where he's uh, he's done the big write up about, you know, how special it is at this point in his career to be having heats against Jack Robbo and John John. <laughs> You just know that, you know, the entire world is looking at that going, what the fuck does this mean? What is this guy up to? You know, he can't. And as soon as you start <laughs> thinking that, you've already lost. You've lost. He's got you. <laughs> but, you know, like, even if he if he had, and I like, I, I feel like there's, he, he can't win, the goat. The goat bird can't win. You know, if, he, if he's sincere and he's genuine, people twist it into mind fuckery. If it's actually mind fuckery, people go, leave him alone. He's just a, a nice fellow trying to do the good by the world. And mm. Oh, mate, he's a complex, complex human. I mean, his, his position on, um, you know, uh, life outside of the, of the surfing world, you know, where he chips in on um, social issues and uh, coronavirus and conspiracy theories, it, it, it all adds. It all adds to the fucking... Layers upon layers upon layers. The the giant goat bird onion that is the goat. Mm. Yeah, we'll hear a great interview with uh, Brad Gerlach later on to an old school 90s sparring partner and, uh, you know, a countryman of Mm. the goat. And he has a great read on that, actually, just how to stay in the zone of proximal development. He gives a bit of an insight into... You know, what Slater's actually doing behind the scenes. Because mm. you're right, he's such a multi-layered, you know, just an onion, just an East Coast low of a human <laughs> being. The spinning vortex of swell energy and chew piggery. Yeah, he's just a little dirt apple just sitting mm. in there. Well, you know, he's not scared to get down and dirty with just, you know, the everyman too. He'll, he's, he, no, he'll get on the shovel. He'll mix some mud. <laughs> I've seen him. Now, you think you've got Slater pegged oh. and then you walk past a building site in West Ballina and there he is, just flinging mud, <laughs> laying bricks, laying blocks. Yeah. And you just yeah, go to right goat and you sit down to smoke and you punch a couple of Winnie Reds and yeah. sip a two years old and 
then fucking get back to mixing mud. Chip in. Chip on the uh, the the topics of the day with the crew at Smoko. Right. Then you drive past the point. He's in a cone. Yeah. How did you get there? Ah, <laughs> oh, the goat bird. <laughs> what did you make of his uh of his of the actual goat bird? The uh the the sly flipping off of John John. Mm, I would say to that, you know, give him the flip off and then fucking get over there and give him a noogie. <laughs> Proper grommet abuse style. I mean. They've got that kind of relationship. I don't know when was the last time Slater pinned John to the floor and gave him a noogie. Or, mm. You know that even like that, that throat noogie? Yeah. Like when you put the knuckle under the chin and just oh. noogie it in oh, there mate. and it just <laughs> turns you spastic. You <laughs> can't stop laughing, but you kind of want to fucking vomit at the same oh, time. Oh, I can't say I've uh, had too many throat noogies, but I guess they do things differently in Scum Valley. Yeah, it's a new school... Uh, it's a new school manoeuvre, new old school. No, I think yeah. actually uh, my uncle taught me that. It's like, might be from central New South Wales, that throat noogie. Oh, I liked it. I thought the, the, the flip off was good. It's I loved bit, it. bit cheeky and uh, it's good to see, you know, a shrieking nimble-footed goat, uh, you know, stitched Frankenstein-like to the uh, feathered-beaked hollow-bone fucking rats <laughs> of the sky and just mm. giving it to the young fella. Mm. You got it. Yeah. Those fucking grommets, mate. they got to know their place for them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, yeah, they're man. fucking fucking grommets today. It's getting a bit fucking plucky, mate, winning too, fucking pipe masters. Too lippy, ah. Oh, too hell. lippy, mate. Fucking too lippy. Fucking packing cans. Uh, not my day, mate. Would have got dragged up this beach and fucking pummeled in the sand. Oh, I can't, can't like that. Fucking dog, mate. <laughs> Finger buns are just sitting in a room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns. Finger buns. Let's get into it, Vaughn. Let's go. Number five. The Pipe Masters Invitational, a.k.a. Dutch Trials. It was cones of mortal coniquence, Vaughn. It was a welcome return to the gladiatorial arena that is the Pipolina. Maxing. Showed up. Big time, the pipe. And what a, what a just, man, it just blew the cobbies off, didn't it? Like a big old heaving vomit from the inside Whoa. of the pipe. Just, just blowing the cobwebs off your cornhole. Yeah, just a huge dragon breath. Just blew the cobbies off. And there we were just standing in the mist. The mist of the glorious, you know, the fucking, the place. Mm. The, the, what's it, what do we call it? The fucking... Cathedral, the Green Cathedral. Oh man, oh man! And oh. what about? For, I mean, there were some pretty unbelievable performances in that. Miguel Tadella, he, uh, you know, oh, we, the Peruvian. We've Groover. seen him pack it. I think he mm. got one of the big ones that he, he didn't make. Remember, he, I think he hit the eject button. We were talking about it last year oh, on like that's potential right. wave of the winter on that triple up yeah. mutant cannon fucking vortex. Just absolutely, just pulled back and. Shanghaied into the reef from the very top of it. What a maniac. Yeah, he's awesome. But he um, awesome. it's just, you know, when pipes like that, he paddles out and gets sets and he's uh, always a standout. But Josh Moniz, mate. Oh, you kidding? You kidding? <laughs> well, get him on tour. How do we do this? Just get him on there because it's just so fun seeing guys who can step it up to that level, you know, getting through and matching it with the best. That family is an iconic family. And the old man was an old school core lord, oh, North mate, Shore, Kingpin, yeah. Cone Fiend, Chew Pick, Hell Man, Degenerate. <laughs> he was uh, an absolute master of the pipe. And, uh, and Sunset. And the, and the and sister, too. Uh, Keely, I'll, I'll never forget it, surfing uh, Halley Eva there. 
Oh, kind of like a six-foot day with the odd eight-foot kind of uh, wash through. And, you know, you can get kind of sucked mm. out of position there pretty easily. Well, Smithy was sucked out of position pretty easily. And I looked up and saw none other than Keely Amoni's parallel stance in a Jukana Moku yeah. wetsuit looking like a bloody, I don't know, she'd been ripped off a postcard from the 1930s except for the size of the fucking wave, which was like triple overhead and landing straight oh. in my pineal gland. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the wipeout of her at Chopu, right? Yeah, she's fucking oh, uh, charging but it. Here's a little, the uh, egg jam here's on the, a, oh, the caviar. Yeah, just, oh, mate, she's can pack smell it. it from Wainui. So, so here's a story for you, Smithy, that you may or may not know. is uh, On the big day at Waimea when, I think, 1990, when uh, Brock Little rode the first tube at the bay and it was, uh, you know, the tube heard around the world, covers of magazines everywhere. It was the first kind of big wave barrel ever ridden. Uh, and publicly sort of, you know, put out there. It was you don't f- mean to tell me there was a there was a, a toddler Kaliamonis just pig dogging it behind no, him, and no one, t- and he was, she was obscured. Well, on the same day, Tony Moniz pulled into one that he didn't oh, make, oh, wow. and it was bigger. It was it was actually fucking enormous. And there's a photo of it somewhere. I know that one of the Swellians who have been all time in getting us, you know, uh, the reference material that we can't dig up. But there'd be a photo in a in an old surfer or somewhere where you'll see a shot of Tony Moniz in. You know, on that day of days, mm. it's, it's, it's the same day where there's a shot looking uh, across the bay at Brock Little airdropping, like hitting a bit of chop and bunny hopping sort of midway down the face of this. Oh, I don't know. It's like, you know, probably one of the most memorable swells ever to hit Waimea. Right. I see what you're saying here. So that vision charged Tony's jewels to the point he's produced three of the great yeah. Hawaiian tubings of yeah, all exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So once you've seen that sort of vision, I think something goes on with the uh, the scrot area mm. and it just produces this max sort of... Uh, most virulent <laughs> fucking little eggs. Yeah, it's like little super swimming charged, tadpoles. Supercharged mm. tadpoles, mate. Mm. So, yeah, they've done well. But, uh, yeah, Josh Manese in the pipeline. Holy shit. How smokes. was that uh, That one in the final just a vert drop? Basically skipping across speed humps. Just huge bumps and lumps in the face and then just hooking it beneath the fucking guillotine oh, of all man. guillotining lips for the blowout and the monstro excellent range score in the it's, it's just the, the, the nonchalance of the new pipe generation. There's just no tension in their bodies, mate. Everything's just so casual. It's... It's almost like they're just uh, sleepwalking out there half the time. Mm. And not just monster They're, they're inhabiting the Lopez vibes, man. Yes. They're bringing the Lopez back. You know, Tom Carroll paddled out there and attacked the fuck out of it. He was all muscle. It was all nuggets. Mm. It was all just, you know, just froth and, and you know, just everything was tight. Mm. And, uh, you know, he matched power for power out there. Mm. Not many people could. But these kids are bringing the Lopez back. Mm. They're just, they're bringing back that nice, you know, almost like uh, symbiotic, just... Mana. Mm. And not just in the Monstro Cones. Uh, I think it was round one. Uh, Josh, he, he drew none other than two-time world champ Gabriel Medina. And uh, there's three world titles in that heat. Mm. Adriana D'Souza and just microdosed his way to victory with <laughs> tiny little rompers. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Yeah. He can do it all. Yeah. What kind of a cone can he pack and oh, just man. pull? I love it. I love to see Josh uh, on tour. But then, uh, you know, both guys getting uh, the early round eliminations as well. Big surprises there. But um, it just goes to show, like, those first elimination rounds must have just butchered people's fantasy teams and all sorts of things. Because, like, Griff Colapinto, his preseason was probably the best of anyone. Mm. Like, the cones, he was packing at backdoor. You know, he made two or three 
potential waves of the winter. Then paddles out and gets pretty much a 33rd, you mm. know, first comp. Like, it was just out, out of nowhere. It's fascinating the way the contest structure acts in, on certain people's brains and, you know, it kind of causes chokes. It's, it's just this interesting experiment to watch because the cream ultimately always rises to the top. And those middle-of-the-range guys who do pack fucking absolute rompers in the free surf, they just never seem to have the regularity of results uh, at, at the quality waves when they're pumping, mm. don't, the, don't you know, he'll, he'll make the quarters, the, the semis maybe, but um, you know it is always isn't it weird? It's always the Medinas, the Italos, you know, the mm. guys who are relatively quiet in the off season. You don't see much of these guys they're back in fucking you know Mauritius nah. or wherever popping air verses on burgery little waves, and then it gets to the Pipolina and they just pack and fucking monstro rompers. Yeah, I okay, you know what? what? I, I feel like. Uh, I could be wrong here. I've got no insight. I've got no research done, but I wouldn't mind speaking to a surf coach about it. Mm. But um, uh, I feel like when you've had the preseason that someone like Griff had and um, where, you know, you've had so many just life-changing waves and you've got to paddle out in sort of like uh, cross-shore, lumpy, you know, four, four to six-foot lully pipeline mm. where they're in the back of your brain, you're going, fuck, I didn't come here to surf this. Like, mm. you know, I've been getting so much. Like, you've already in Spoiled. your head. You, you're kind of, like, crueling yourself just because you've got to go out and reset and go QE mindset. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, no, that's a that's very where, salient like, point. Don't you think Gabby just... He, he never even got out of first gear for he a He lives of his in early. the QE mindset. Yeah. He's at home scrapping for peas on the dinner table. Right, it was... Give me up! <laughs> it was... He just never looked like he got it. Even in the final, I thought he didn't get near a top gear. Like he was still ripping it. He got out there early and he hustled, but it didn't have that same Gabby stench, that whiff of just, you know, Mondo Robotica that he just brings to every heat. Mm. And uh, maybe, maybe that's just because he, he, he's not an early riser. Mm. He, he, loves the, he loves to get on the board when the energy's huge. And I thought, you know, that was the first ever final that John John and. Uh, Gabby have surfed against each other is in a CT. Right? Wow. Yeah. Which is wild. Wild, is wild when you think about their uh, their rivalry. Yeah, their trajectory. I mean, came on tour at the same time, uh, that mid-year mm. cutoff, uh, when, what, fucking, what, 10 years yeah. ago? But don't you reckon the intent from John John was just there from, that, like, heat one, whereas Gabby was just, fuck, he just, he, I think he looks so deadly, deadly this year, because once you stir the giant, poke the bear, you know, mm. If you can just Get keep him himself fit, I couldn't believe my eyes. I nearly grabbed my secondhand plasma and just threw it out the window when John John attempted a backflip on the end section of backdoor. I even think John John had his head in his hands as he was coming, oh, just going, "What Ross the Williams fuck was that? What am I doing?" Ross Williams reckon he got up to the house and Ross Williams just said, "Okay." Go over there. I'm going to give you a whack on the bum now. Like, full, yeah, like, oh, Pull your school. pants down. I'm getting the belt out. <laughs> like, nervous moments. Jeez, Louise. I think uh, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like, those guys, John John, Mikey Wright, they have these kind of inner purist that mm. they just can't switch off. It's a, it's a struggle to switch off um, and just, you know, do the me- take the measured approach. You know, everyone in the whole world just saying, you know, you know Mikey's – a case against Leo Fiorvani and heat two of that surf mm. off. Get the two! Just sit on the end! Get a little head dip! And, uh, you know, John John, he's racing towards the end section. Everyone's just going, just just straighten out. Just yeah. tap it. Yeah. Just tap it in, John. But no, he attempts the backflip and uh, all ended okay. But just quickly, still mm. just back to the Pipe yeah. Masters Invitational. A few shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to Brother Rob, Ivan Florence. 
uh, packing some insane pipe cones. Mm. No, uh, he's no slouch in cones of mortal conequence. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Zeke Lau got an absolute stoinker, just no hands, pumping through a skits chamber in one of his early heats. Uh, Yala Stewart, the gangly local oh. core lord, fitting his frame into some nougats. Yeah, oh, he's awesome, isn't he? He's a great surfer on the Patagonia team. Yeah, just a gr- I love that that pipe invitational. Yeah. You know, when it's beer, you got the call lords. It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. I think the you know, we we have to have uh pipe surface of that caliber getting a little shot at the main draw cuz uh anything can happen when those guys get in. Uh and it just keeps everyone on their toes as well. If you want to be the best surfer in the world, then you've got to turn up and uh and put it on it. The pipe but, uh, yeah, mm. sick, sick. Oh, and, and also, just quickly, uh, shout out to Strider and Ross Williams for uh, doing the post-show shoeless. Uh, <laughs> All the commentators were shoeless the you, whole time. Wow. Take, Joe Pell didn't have shoes on. Jabbering Joe didn't have shoeless. shoes on. BL, the Aloha spirit. Mahalo, bro. You could smell it in the booth. <laughs> Taking a leaf out of Jorge Greenhoff's book. Oh, it was good stuff, wasn't it? Great to see. Yeah, BL was fantastic. It was uh, did you, did you miss it? When, when the voices all kicked back in, were you like, ah, here we are? Was it like getting into a warm bath for you? Or were you just going, oh, fucking hell, not these guys again? <laughs> because uh, everyone feels differently. I thought it was uh, a really good call. No, I loved it. I, I loved uh, every microsecond of the broadcast. I just thought it was incredible. And, uh, you know, the WSL, credit to them. They fucking toughed it out, mate. It's been a difficult 12 months uh, and then to have the Maui contest and that the tragic shark attack there and have to postpone that and then get a couple of days of mental pipeline and then have to postpone that because ELO's coughing up a lung. <laughs> Shit. And then to just oh, finally just, just well keep toughing it out. The boys were hanging tough. Ross, Kaipo, Strider, Joe, you know, just doing chin-ups and push-ups and sit-ups in the in the booth, just staying fit. Oh, la, 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 la. I don't know what else they were uh, gargling in their throats. Nah. But, um, in, in the wash-up. You know, like, it you all know, came out like in the wash-up. Like you say, in the wash, uh, you know, no one's going to remember the small things. All we're going to remember is that the women finally surfed pipe. With John John won a pipe masters, the tool got underway, job done. Mm. All the rest of it, like, you know, the, the the silence from the WSL, like what's going on behind the scenes, how come Elo's in Hawaii, all these questions that were getting thrown around. What and is just... going on behind the scenes? Where is Elo? Is, is he a corpse? Oh, Are we I don't, I don't looking know. at some weekend at Bernie scenario, dressed up in a Hawaiian shirt, just propping him up? Hey, he's all good. He's fine. His <laughs> head's lolling from side to side. No, say something to the cameras there. Oh, he's feeling a bit under the weather. We'll just uh, put him back in isolation and the contest and the tour can roll on. Yeah. But yeah, well, he could be fucking six feet under for all we know, Vaughan. Well, well, I haven't heard Pete from it. No, no. Well, there's, there's not too much uh, coming out of the Boozle office other than heat's on, get out there, rash is on, let's go, let's do this. And, <laughs> and I mean, you know, if someone's got to fall on their sword, he's the leader of this ship. Mm. And, uh, you know, if it takes one corpse for this circus to keep on rolling, well, that's what it takes, Vaughan. <laughs> You know, when he signed up to be the CEO of the World Surf League, he signed. He, he wrote that fucking signature. Oh, he may as well have written it in blood because we all know it is a contract that lives and dies by the ability of surfers to keep yeah. on keeping on and competing. Yeah, mate, that's right. Yeah, you, you know, you're not inheriting a uh, a well-oiled machine that has just been operating for centuries. You know, fine-tuned, 
like an absolute Formula One race car. You're inheriting a madhouse, Smithy. You're inheriting the legacy of Rabbit Bartholomew <laughs> and Renato Hickel. It's uh, uh, not a well-oiled machine. It's meat going into nah, the grinder I, is what I, it is for. I think, uh, I, yeah, look, I think uh, they've done a, a really good job. Um, I listened to a, a podcast with uh, David Lee Scales and Andrew Kidman the other day. and uh, Scalesy, brah. Scalesy, brah. Crank Kidman. And uh, and Ank, had, uh, yeah, they, they were talking about, you know, whether Ank watches the WSL anymore. And he was like, nah, nah, I've given it the flick, mate. I can't fucking stand that shit anymore. And I was just thinking, has he, though? Has he? Mm. He's a fucking mad surf fanatic, man. Mm. Good interview, actually. If you check it out, surf scalesy bar and crank. Yeah. I'll get into it. Really good interview. But um, yes, uh, the the one point that Kidman made was like, how fucking dare they turn up to Hawaii, this island who's out in the Pacific, just trying to keep themselves as removed from the fucking COVID mm. threat as any anyone else. And they're like, let's just bring in thirty surfers and fucking. You know all these administrators and have a fucking contest on your island. The super spreading pipe masters. Yeah, ground zero. But uh, yeah, look. Anyway, in the wash up, as I said, <laughs> and of course it was the CEO falls ill. It was cosmic in the extreme. Fuck. In, in terms of like challenges, they've had them all. They've had everything. Yeah, and they've ridden them out, and it was an incredible contest. So props to the Wazzle. Well played and mad. Number four. Goat rides a twin fin to victory, destroying not one, but two swellian spirit animals in the Gosford Grug, Wade Carmichael and Connor O'Leary's. I mean, he's just toying with it, Vaughn. <laughs> oh, mate, I was excited when I saw the goat, goat bird paddle out on his little twin. I, was, I just thought, this is too good. He's just having a fucking laugh. First he's person laugh. to... Right, a, a twin fin, a backdoor since the great wounded gull in a contest, I'm sure. Oh, Dane Kiloa, maybe. He would have been uh, around the, the wounded gull era as well. Uh, LB, Bertelman. There would have been a few of them. But, uh, yeah, we put it out on the gram. Like, perhaps, uh, you know, in that interim while there was no word coming from the Woozle about whether Pipe would restart or what was going to happen with the Maui Pro, we just sort of uh, kicked things off a little Potential ain't that swell, Swellian World Twin Fin Tour, and mm. we got some pretty good nominations in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, goat, the Rasta, twins back. Aussie Wright, Joel Fitzgerald, Asher mm. Pacey, Tyron Martin, uh, Tyler Warren, Tyler Warren, uh, Ryan Birch. Birch. It's just it went on and on and on, mate. There's some good twenty riders out there, eh? Neil Purchase Junior. Uh, he doesn't uh, call his boards the twins, but uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I feel like it was thrown on the scrap heap of surfing progression too soon, Vaughn. But when was the last time we saw a twinny in a CT I actually feel... Curran and Hoy, was I it? think that's the last time. And that was on and one of those like weird little, break. yeah, mini Simmons-ish sort of fridge door looking surfboards. And it was... He just paddled out and, and did his thing on it, Curran. And, and Hoy just, you know, melted like uh, mm. like so much white chocolate. But mm, like a caramello koala on the dashboard of a Holden VH I on think, a hot day at Merriweather. Uh, yeah, I think like paddling out in a CT on a twinny, it's been a long, long time. More of it. The goat, 48 years old, up against a couple of guys half my age, it cooking six to eight foot backdoor. Why not experiment with a board, with a board no one's ridden on to in 20 years? Mm. Why not? Mm. May as well. Back in it. Back Keep in it, it fresh. All the way. Um, and just, yeah, the one at the end, pretty much as deep as you can get, stopped dead in the pit and just grabbed the remote control, turned the dial to make, and out he came. Mm. You kidding me, goat? <laughs> goat? Kidding me. Number three. Tyler Wright stuffs a perfect 10 at Honolulu Bay to get the best of the fam goat. Steph Gilmore on her way to an iconic victory, which was eventually 
wrapped up at Pipeline. Mm. First ever women's event to finish at Pipeline. Yeah. I mean, what did you make of it all? Uh, well, uh, obviously, I, I think Tyler, before this year even started, you know, was the surfer to beat. She's just just looks so strong. Uh, has much more has much more sense about who she is, what she's surfing for. Uh, you know, the head noise of of being a kid and trying to find her way and and what it all means was was really loud uh, before she took her break. Uh, and you know that was a force break with illness and whatever. But she really used that time to do some dig deep, uh, deep digging. And yeah, she's come back. Her surfing looks unbelievable. Mm. I mean, if you saw any of her f- uh, clips and stuff from up at Snapper during you know that early part of the COVID swells, she was just f- loose and free, free and as free and as loose, Smithy, as a goat bird. Mm. <laughs> and I just think uh, she looks. Damn near unstoppable. And now that she's even put that little bit of... See, here's the thing. Uh, with, with with the uh, women going to pipe in particular, bravo. Mm. Fantastic. More of it. More of it. I mean, the performances, yeah, you know, clearly out of position, lost at sea in some yeah. cases. They just couldn't read the lineup. Yeah, because but that's fine, man. If, like you heard Kiala Kennelly saying every time right. she paddled out, fucking she got burnt. Like if she wow. happened to... Get you in get a position. Burnt, you get punched in the head by Johnny Boy Gomes. She's getting cooked by some fucking shoulder hopping ding dong who thinks he's fucking got a read on the in wave. A gap helmet with a fucking Bondi United yeah. sticker on the back of it. So, you know, like, give it time. Like, the, the, the busting down the door moment in that entire final and what made it worth it was that that big orb that fucking Carissa packed, oh, you know, the drop. late drop just buckles up <laughs> into <laughs> it, gets, <laughs> stands <laughs> tall, <laughs> blown out with a spit right out of it. Fucking legend, mate. And. You wait. That one wave will echo uh, for generations to come because mm. that, that was the wave that, that that was all we needed from from this event. And I think that, you know, equal opportunity, that's what leads to equal performances. Mm. We're going to see it. We're going to see it change. But, yeah, I mean, was it groundbreaking surfing out there from the women? No. But it's begun. Well, give it another few years. Like, I, I think, I think the, uh, the effort and from some of the women – Tatiana, oh, Carissa. What? You know, it was fucking pretty sensational to just put yourself on that peak and, you know, knife it. I mean, it's so unfortunate Tatiana didn't get reward for the risk. You know, she was having a crack. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's. I think she, she kind of fucked up in the sense like her board seemed too small. She was, you know, getting into them really late. If she was just chipping into them a bit earlier... Um, she would have been standing tall in cones of mortal coniquence. But as it were, she was shuttlecocking straight at those holes in the reef. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad to see her pretty face didn't get fucked right up because mm. she got whipped. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. There were some pretty solid beatings. But Jesus. And, but uh, Tyler Wright, I think she looked right at home in the conditions uh, at Backdoor there. I mean, when Backdoor is in that four to six foot range... It is the funnest, most perfect slab it's perfect. on the planet. It's perfect. And uh, I think they looked right at home. They they just had trouble picking the good ones. And that yeah. is just, that's you, all it is. And that, that that'll comes come with, with time. Absolutely. Come with comes time. with time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big congrats. Uh, Tyler winning with turns, whatever. She's the best surfer in the world right now. She deserves to be the first Pipe Masters champion. That's, that's all there is to it. Uh, I think what's going to be really interesting to watch is how Carissa bounces back from that loss because mm. she took the lead with like a minute to go, got 
got the cone or just a little bit of vision mm. on the left. Oh, yeah. And I thought, she's done it here. She's going to fucking win with a pipe barrel, which would be fitting. The local Hawaiian yeah. rising to the occasion, the cream. And she got the best way the of the whole thing. And Emotional victory, but no, the Kalbara kingpin herself. Oh, man, I'm telling you, when you're at Three you're, turns to the oh, beach when you're a little on a waist high <laughs> burger to win the Pipe Masters. I know. Oh, it was iconic. But Robbie it, Prage would have been proud, the last South Coast kingpin to win a yeah, Pipe Masters. Tarsborough would have been proud. Yeah, I think he got one with a, with a, 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 a miserable little alley-oop on the inside. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. How good is it seeing just the Aussies busting down that door and returning to the big, big island with the silverware for a three-turn combo at Pipeline. <laughs> it is great. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how much of an effect that loss has on Chrisa for the year. Because Tyler is already looking staunch and, and hardcore and, and Medina-ish in her sort of, oh. you know, just aura. I just wonder how the emotions of uh, Carissa and Steph, who are both pretty... I, have, I haven't seen either of those women really step up when one of their major rivals is is on point. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's a, if it's a Carissa year, it's a, it's a clear Carissa year. Mm. If it's a Steph year, it's a clear Steph year. Mm. Like, there's not that challenge all the way to the end. I think this year, uh, you know, those, those two women in particular, and then your Lakeys and your mm. Courtney's and your Cari- uh, Caroline's, They've got to match. How are they going to the match? staunchiness? How, how are they going to step up and match the staunchness of Tyler Wright? Because I don't know what she's on. It's fucking teaspoons of harden the fuck up, or it's fucking it's something. But the uh, the yeah. mozza, the mozza, wait, wait, the the moxie, moxie. That's what I'm looking for. The uh, the egg jam, <laughs> the caviar, the sheer mana emanating from every orifice and pore. And that woman's skin is just radioactive. You know what it is? She's it's, ready to take some it's fucking It's the mongrel, heads mate. That's what oh, it is. Oh, there's plenty of mongrel in that family. So who's got the mongrel the to queen. match it with Tyler Wright? Jodie Cooper reincarnate. <laughs> the, uh, and now just rocketing up that list of the most victories for an Australian in Hawaii, I think, just sitting just below. Oh, wow. The swelling Already? queen herself. Mm, with our three victories in Hawaii. That That's is huge. For Tyler Wright, I believe it is. Jodie Cooper up there on five. Mm. So it's all looking pretty Hang on. good for Steph sure. and Lane must have a handful of stuff. Yeah, well, Lane won like every event at top of the Sunset. They're and maxing the list yeah, out. Right, right. The Femme Goat and uh, Honolulu, a couple of famous ones. Old Wayne. Number, Number two. The Goat, 48 years young and absolutely taking their fucking heads off. Gosford, Grago, Leary, Z, the Vortex, Shaman, Jack Robinson, White Chocolate, Geordie Smith. And then to go Darth Vader, ultimately beaten by the young Jedi, John John Florence, on his way mm. to his first ever Pipe Masters. But, uh, well, we've spoken about this at length already, but uh, I, I just, I'll say this. My final word on the go is how good is it that he's there? He just makes it so interesting, man. Like, and it, the, the older he gets and the more he starts just, you know, getting stuck into these groms, the way more fun it is to watch. You're the just sitting there going, what's he doing? What's he thinking? What's he saying? Backing up the goat bird with a fade for a pipe for a backdoor cone <laughs> yes, on the last wave a of the head. goat bird. Oh, classic oh, goat. But uh, let's hear what Tom Carroll, the two-time world champ and north side icon, has to say about his old foe and friend, the goat, packing Mondo cones on his way to an incredible performance. Watching John John from the outset of that event, I go, just got the, just got this thing about it. I just want, you know, he, uh, yeah, 
a certain motivation that I could uh, recognise, you know? Mm. I can identify with, yeah. Mm. yeah. What about the GOAT? Uh, knocked over Jack Robinson in the quarters, I think it was, or maybe the round before. Uh, made it all the way to the semis where he was done by John John. But 48 years young, TC, I mean, what did you make of that performance? Oh, it's just brilliant. I just love what Kelly does. It's funny, he just breaks the whole, the whole symmetry and getting all of thing. And, um, and thinking that surfing, you know, you, you just sort of get out of pasture. I just love it. It's just, you know, um, we can thoroughly enjoy performance surfing way in to the depths of our cranky old age. Um, but we don't need to be hanky. That's a cool thing. Like, I think Kelly, he's just harnessing his, 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 his everything. He, he's so good at applying himself uh, to that. He's got such an incredible pattern system that he can just paddle into a heat and just have this wonderful command over it, over himself, which is the big key. And I love, I just love watching him do it. It's so good. It's wild. It's just so wild. Like even you know, John John had to to surf to to his best to beat him. It's just bizarre. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kelly's not. He just he just lives for us. He, you know, he that's his. He's aiming for John John. He wants to surf against and beat John John. That that was the thing. Get out there and then take the fire wherever it takes him. Get get me against John John. Get me against the best. Now, you know, you know. Been MO with Kelly from the get go. He hasn't stepped away, he doesn't step off the side of that, and he absolutely revels in that. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, he's not just surviving, is he? He's looking forward to the contest, you know, he wants to beat the best. Guaranteed, yeah. Fuck, it's good. What a fucking king. You gotta love that. Oh, man, I just celebrate. I celebrate that. You know, I just. Hey, you know, well, when I. I I don't cry very often. Pretty <laughs> fucking real. It's always sort of you know, puffed up that I can't get that out. But when I see someone really do that stuff from the within, in sports particularly, particularly guys like Kelly, people really pushing it, I, I bring a tear to my eye. I guess it's the closest thing to me in many ways. But, uh, yeah, I get, I, it brings a lot of emotion up. Because I know, I just see like, like saying human spirit, sort of really bubbling, you know? And uh, Kelly, Kelly doesn't fuck around. <laughs> totally. Totally, yeah, even talking to you now, you know, I'm getting I'm getting the tingles up the back of my spine and, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know if Kelly realises what he's doing for the rest of humanity in, in the way he's performing, but the rocket that he puts up, you know, I'm 33, but, uh, you know, Across the generations, he's 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 blazing a trail here that's just so far out of bounds. I don't think anyone anyone could have predicted um, this kind of surfing this late into the piece. Totally, uh, yeah, you know he 
That's right, John John Florence claims his maiden pipe master's victory, all is right in the universe. Mm. Uh, But I thought for a moment there in that final, he choked. I thought, uh, you know, the chess match at the start was just, you won't see a better chess match in the fucking grand tournament between Olga Yuganovsky Mm. and... uh, Benito fucking Mussolini. I mean, it was just chess wizardry <laughs> at its finest. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, um, you know, John John giving Medina priority, but Medina just stuffing a little pipe cone for a 4-3-3. And it was all, you know, Ross made the point in the broadcast. It was like, oh, I think, uh, you know, I think it was Strider actually. It was, uh, you know, everyone, it seemed that Medina had won the priority tussle again. But au contraire, mm. John John just gave him a four. Said, enjoy your four, yeah. but I'm going to fucking yahtzee ya with a couple of eights. Oh, man. Well, you know what? That whole final comes down to that last exchange, that last set, where uh, John John gets uh, a little one and then Gabe takes the set behind and just gets pinched. He's six feet from victory. You know, he's, he's right there. But but Gabby was falling off a lot, And man. you know why? I, I, you know why? I think it's all to do. He's coming to... The 2021 season with a quizzical looking hairdo, a, a high top fade. Oh, mate. And I think it's just, it's just the aerodynamics are a little bit off. Um, you know, when you're trying to squeak out the end of a, mm. a six foot pipe nug, a high top fade makes all the difference for him. You mm. know, shaved around the sides. You know, he's kind of the bastard child of Cosmo Kramer and Will Smith. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a fresh an Prince of Bel-Air. He should have stuck with the cornrows, Smithy. should have stuck with the cornrows. Keep it I said that to him since day dot. Stick with the cornrows, son. You'll get there in the end. That's right, Vaughn. Absolutely. I mean, you don't. You just want as many corn omens as Mate, you can possibly pack into That's a what pipe I'm talking cone. about, Smithy. The more corn in the cone, the better, mate. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. I mean, one of the most what iconic... What is Charlie doing? What is Charlie saying to him? What are you doing, Charlie? <laughs> I mean, one of the most iconic surf brands of all time birthed none other than the great Andy Irons. More corn division. What do you, I know. Want, do you need to know, Vaughn? Nah. But, yeah, uh, uncharacteristic, uh, just uncharacteristic falls. That's, that's, that was sort of the most notable thing. I don't know. He didn't necessarily look rattled. He just looked a bit uninterested. Mm. I, I, like, not, not to the point where Felipe looked uninterested. He was self-conscious. Really uninterested, mm. didn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. he was more... He looks like he's been just sucking down baby formula. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> a spare tyre around his tummy. Oh, man. Well, I haven't watched that uh, Woozle uh, Soundwaves thing on his last couple of years, but he's been... Like, if you think about the energy that that guy expels during a contest year, like, more than anyone, don't you think? He's... Maybe only Italo could possibly surf with the same amount of just fizz that that Felipe brings to every lineup and every mm. wave he surfs. Uh, at some point, right, if there's got to be a, a 
pause for a break. And I know he's just come off, you know, a big period of time as, as all the tour did, you know, uh, at home, just relaxing, enjoying family life, which is probably, you know, the first time in his career that he's been able to just focus on family and friends mm. and, and enjoy a little bit of something outside. But, uh, yeah, he looks – he definitely looks like he's not in peak physical form. No, nah, what are they dosing that Chinese baby formula up with? Mm. I mean, we know surfing's got a, a terrible – Terrible history of uh, substance abuse. Well, I think maybe, but this is a new one for us. Did they just like erratic? Like, is this? Did they just start schooling all the uh, pangolins into nets, into uh, you know big yards, and just mm. mowing them down in a baby formula? No, perhaps like, because I mean, some of the pangolin, photos come out of San Clemente in the Toledo compound. It's ugly, you know. There's mm. shades of Anna Nicole Smith, uh, Amy Winehouse. You know, it's 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 not pretty. There's nah. just Toledo spread eagle on the ground, covered in baby yeah. formula. But I will say this, maybe, uh, Gabby, <laughs> when I say he's uninterested, look, I don't mean uninterested. He made the final of the Pipeline Masters. It was the two alpha dogs up against each other in what will hopefully be a year that they just go one-two yeah, punches. Muhammad Ali, right. Joe Fraser, Muhammad I mean, Ali, fucking George that's Foreman. Right. He's, I mean, he's come a high-top fade away from victory in the Pipe yeah, Masters. Exactly. So let's not and be too I think hard. that, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's hopefully the, the exact, Result that will fire him up. Uh, Sunset's going to be fucking interesting, though, man. Hard to see, you know, any of these goofs matching the frontside power of of uh, John Florence on an eight to ten foot open face out there. Oh. Ethan Ewing, Wade Carmichael. Have you seen the clips he's been dropping? And from let's Sunset? not forget our very own Morgan. Uh, Morgan, get out there, son. Put in a good show too. I thought at backdoor um, didn't look completely at home, but. Fully packed it. On like, got, got in position and backdoored a couple of fucking meaty ones. And mm. I was, I felt proud. I felt proud for the, the Swellian Spirit mascot. Know, if he time. knows how to pack a Mondo go-go gadget yeah. cone, that one at the wall but in uh, your film, Vaughn, was one of the best yeah. ones I've ever seen at the wall. Ethan Hewing out there. Like, I mean, we're, we're, the Aussies did not fare well at pipe at mm. all. We've got to make it count at sunset. And, you know, maybe Australians should... Pack up all their bags and move back up the sunset, Bernie Baker's front yard like they did in the 70s, yeah. busting down the door, <laughs> rabbit, kanga, the boys, drop an anchor at sunset, reclaim that turf and fuck pipeline off, mate. That's right. Just concede defeat. <laughs> it's, it's just gone. And move on to the giant 10 to 12 to 100 foot fucking, what do you even call that thing? I want to call it a burger, but it's not a burger. It's a bit more than a burger. No. It's a challenging open ocean bomb borer. But look at, look at Andy Irons out there and you've got a really good, uh, you've got a really good example of what can be done out there. Oh, oh, you can attack that wave hard if you're if you've got the mongrel. Oh, forget about AI. Let's uh, let's focus on the vortex shaman Jack Robbo. I mean, he's oh, sure. Yeah, well, like we're, we're got to be favourite for victory there. We were talking right, Smithy, about if 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 uh, Robbo leaves Hawaii anything less than top three, mm. it's been a bad season. Mm. So he came up against the goat, and uh, that was a good arm wrestle. But he's got to he he needs the final at sunset. Mm. I think he's got he's got to look at one or two. Get back up where he wants to be. Can you hear that? Girl alert! Girl alert! Girl alert! Girl alert! Girl alert! Girl alert! Slater at 48 years young, uh, beating Jack Robbo, pushing John John to the limit. Like, I mean, what do you make of that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I guess, you know, if I was still single, and I had, um, you know, enough money to, where I didn't have to think about it. I could spend it on body work and, um, you know, surfboards and spending time in Bali and, you know, you know, getting filmed and watching myself and 
doing all this stuff. And, um, and I'm not as good as Kelly, uh, but I still feel like I could be, um, I still feel like with the waves, the waves are that powerful. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be that, um, what's the word? You don't have to be, the, the stuff you have to do is more about connecting with the wave rather than doing some physical feat, I guess. And when you're as good as, and phenomenal as somebody like Kelly, which is not many people are, with his the fact that he's able to have no distractions and afford to, you know, get body work and eat, you know, really healthy and all that stuff, it's it's plausible. But other people, you know, and having a, you know, being able to do all that kind of stuff is, I think, pretty obviously people can't do it, you know, um, family and. Yeah, 
knew he was going to do well. Time to watch him surf in India. You know, like, like one of the guys making his boards sent me a couple of clips here and there. And, um, and Taro, my student, was surfing with Kelly and giving me reports and stuff like that. So I knew he was ripping. Mm, yeah. So. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. And what about John John? I mean, uh, finally breaks his duck at Pike. Yeah, he looks so comfortable, man. Like, he looks, you know, you can see that he's put time in out there, and he's, I mean, he's just, yeah, it looks, um, he looks so natural. So it's really, it's awesome for him to, to see him wind up, um, you know, get, get that monkey off his back, you know, kind of thing. And, um, I thought Julian Wilson looked pretty rusty, mm -hmm. and you know, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe, um, you know, Parenthood or, you know, I mean, gnarly man, change diapers, you know, and, and uh, you know, if, if you're going to be a good dad, that is, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, doing all that and juggling it all, and then yeah, it's um, it's a, uh, I mean, he was, he's not single, he's not. Yeah, I didn't catch too many of JW's heats, um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good read. He, he, he didn't make he didn't make too many. <laughs> yeah, okay. He was up against he was up against Jack, and Jack just looked like you know super you know really natural, you know as he as he always does. He looks so natural, mm. and he and he's another person that is spending so much time in the tube or in and around the tube or in and around waves that are really sucky, really hollow. He has so much time in those kinds of waves and that's why he kind of knows, he knows what to do without even having to think it, you know, or he, it, when I, I think what, when, what this time thing gives you is it, it, it makes the waves slow down mm. and, and to you. And so, the, I mean, I just remember as I got better, I, you know, I, as I got better and better and better, the waves started to slow down more and more. And that's why I'm like, okay, I want to ride a more dangerous wave because this wave's going too slow for me. And then it just got to, you know, I got to play where it's like, okay, where's the most dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> and, then I'm like, and then I'm like, hey, wait a second, this is that fun. I'm out of here. <laughs> mm. No, but I'm, I'm half joking. It, it, you, you get to a point where you, you get really good and the wave slows down. And so you want, you want to, you want to, really challenge yourself and um, I think with Jack he's just I'm the same with John John and Kelly and um, Gabriel Italo I mean they look really really comfortable in those waves the way they're taking off how they're how much edge control they have how they're making waves that are crumbling and they're difficult you know and, and they're timing it just right to 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 come through those waves where you're like eh. and then sometimes when they I mean like I don't know about you but I don't take my eyes off the screen even when I think they've fallen. I'm like, I'm still watching because they might be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think of the old, I think of the old days. I used to be like, yep, not nah, make it, you know. And now you're like, fuck, these guys have ways of making tubes that you, you know, that you, 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 
no way I'm not going to beat that. And they do. Huh. Oh, it's crazy, man. The, the place that barrel riding's gotten to in 2020 is just, I don't think anyone really saw it get into this. It's, it's fucking loose. Well, it's, it, what's good about it, I, what, what I'll say is good about it is, when I, not to be like when I was on tour, but in a way, yes, when I was on tour, it was about fucking groveling. And it was like, it was just, you know, and when the waves were hollow and good, we were like, oh my God, there it is. Rather than, these guys are like, call the contest off, it's not fucking absolutely perfect, gnarly. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it's good. That's the way it should be, yeah. you know, and that's why it's gotten so good because guys are practicing, guys and girls are practicing in those, well, some of the girls, some, some of the girls are practicing in those ways, some of them aren't, and the ones that aren't, you can see, um, you know, you can see, they weren't, you know, you can see the difference, that there was a big striking difference between, you know, uh, the ones that were practicing in the hallways and the ones that, the ones that like, weren't, you know, and, yeah. I, I think women's women's barrel riding is gonna get way better too, like really soon when they put them in those ways. Yeah. Well, what did you make of, of the women's uh, the women's finals? Obviously, the first ever at Pipe. Um, I mean, for mine, like Tyler and Chris looked really at home in the conditions in one sense, but you know you could just tell they were rusty. They haven't had enough time in the lineup there. But what, what did you make of, uh, of of the women's approach at Pipe One? Well, I missed the women's final, but I watched, um, I watched Tati, Tati and, um, Sally, I think, or Tati. Uh, yeah, and Carissa, I think, in the semi, Tati and, and Carissa, and I think Sally and Tyler yeah. in the other one. Yeah, yeah, and, and, um, I just thought Carissa's, like, technique looks so much better, so more or just I watched, and it was all built around the takeoff. And uh, um, I thought Taji's takeoffs were almost perfect, but there was a fine, there was a thing in her takeoff that wasn't, and that and it kept, and that's why she didn't make the waves that she did. And then um, Sally's takeoffs were, you know, not good. Um, her, she made a lot of mistakes and stuff like that, and it was. And to me, I thought it was, you know, for, I'm sure it was, unfamiliarity was one, and, uh, but her actual technique was just not, you know, she couldn't rely, see, the thing is, is when you're under pressure, you want to rely on the technique, you know, and so, because you're going to resort back to what you know when you're under pressure and the adrenaline is going and all that stuff, and so, um, that's kind of, that's kind, of, that's kind of what I thought. I thought the, the girls need need to more time in those kinds of ways. Um, and and really, you know, I watch super, super closely because of what I do. So I'm watching to see who's doing it well and who's doing, you know, who's not. And, you know, and I know why they're, I, I want, like, I'm working and I can, you know, I just, I can just see it, you know. I just think, well, fuck, you know, like, like, Italo in, at WA two years ago or whatever it was, never surfed the box before, but he got his, one of his boards and, and that, you know, of his quiver that didn't have fins on, put it on his bed, woke up extra early, whatever, put it on his bed, and did like 50 fucking 
one takeoff, you know, and then went out there, surfed the box, caught his very first swim, and got an 85 that should have been a fucking 15 or whatever it was. That thing was insane. Fucking right? insane. One of the all-time right, right. opening waves right, at the right. box. It was loose. Right, right, right. So why would somebody who's of that caliber need to jump on their bed and do all this stuff? Because you, you, you need to build confidence in yourself. You need to build confidence your, your brain, your body have to be connected, so your, your body does exactly what your brain tells it to do. <laughs> and so he just did that over and over, and that's basically what I do with wave keeping. It's a sick, but I do it with this, you know, it's a system that has like, you know, you know, A, B, C, D, E, there's all parts to it that, that you know, so you can follow it. It's not just a primitive, you know, jump to your feet quick, you know, and do it on your board, and that's, you'll be good enough, you know, but. Um, so I, that's why I watch super close and think, huh, and too bad, like, you know, someone like Sally would, you know, after she, after they had that, um, really sad situation, um, at, at Maui, they, um, they, they knew they were moving to Pipe, it's like, too bad that Sally didn't have, could done, could have done wave key, like, basically every day. Leading uh, uh, up to the pipe event because it's so hard. I mean, like, really, Sally's going to catch a wave out of pipe with, you know, a hundred frothing dudes out there, just all just going for every single scrap. You know, it's really mm. difficult to practice. So it's no, it's like, no, it's not any sort of like bad fault on Sally for not being able to make those drops and stuff like that. I'm sure she can review her footage and probably could, you know, make a few adjustments, but really, you want to, you boxed, when you boxed, you did, you did all kinds of shadow boxing, didn't you? Yeah. You do all kinds of, like, you do all kinds of shadow boxing, and that shadow boxing is revolved around an opponent, and if you were fighting a guy that was three inches shorter than you, you would shadow box and imagine that guy who's three inches shorter than you and, and aim for that target, right? That, and if you, or if you were fighting a guy that was three inches taller than you, aim for that target and you do all shadow boxing in the code would be like, okay, he's got a gnarly left hook, so let's fucking factor that in and then he's got a quick jab and then you got this and you're doing that again and again and again and again and then when you get to the fight, I mean, you're not going to remember all the technical sides. You're going to adrenaline thing going, you know, you're going to jump, you're going to get in there and feel, you're either going to feel unprepared or you're going to feel like, yeah, I'm so prepared, I'm so ready to knock this guy's block off and <laughs> surprise him because I've been doing my this and that and the other. And that's kind of what I do with, with, with Winky. And I teach people how to get that in their bones so that they, mm. so, when they so, when the wave, so when the wave actually comes, you know, and they don't go, they don't hesitate for a second or they don't, or, and go, well, oh, here we go, hope for the best. Rather than like, no, no, I got this. When you're watching Gabriel take off, or John, or Kelly, or Italo, or or Joshua knees in the trial, it's like those guys are—they know what they're doing. They're and, but, but they know what they're doing because they've had the time to do it again and again and again and again. Mm. You get somebody that doesn't have the time, you know. Then how you you have to get somebody that has done the time and then be able to teach them. Hey, it's going to move at this speed. It's going to do this. You gotta watch for this, and let's practice it right here on the floor. And that's what—that's kind of. Uh, I—I'm I, not. I know we're coming back to like it. Sort of sounds like I'm selling my, my music, but like 
that's how I watch it. I watch it and go, who's, what can I learn from this person? And I thought Gabe, like in that heat against the um, Against, uh, who was it? Uh, was it in the semis? No, no, he lost, he almost lost against somebody earlier in the day, and, um, he didn't make, he came back in the last, like, three minutes, got two waves in three minutes, but the first half of the whole heat, his technique looked off, he was like, leaning over too much and doing all these things that he, and because you can see nowadays with the cameras they're on the shoulder and all that stuff you're wa- I, I, I'm just watching really closely and the, the, the you know you're like hovering in the fucking tube <laughs> when you hit the foam ball and stuff like that it's like you're hovering in a way so if your head and your body isn't right over the surfboard and your your edge control like you'll you know you'll hover for a bit and then you're Trying to like get that that feeling, well, with him being a goofy foot, he's going to be looking for that feeling where his toes, you know, the toe side rail grips, right? So mm-hmm. it's fine to hover for a little bit. You can't see that well because it's like fucking super deep in there. But he'd be feeling for his toe side rail. There it is. It grips. Now you can't grip it too much, otherwise the, you'll slow down and get sucked over. So there's a whole, there's so much complexity and fucking deafness that it takes to, to be able to be a pipe master and, and win those things and those kind of things that as the cameras get better and they get inside there and stuff it'd be fascinating to, to see how like what is the secret you know so mm. I mean I think I I think I know but you know uh, but that's because I've spent some time on the you know eating shit on the phone ball <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and going, fuck, I, I, and then somebody happened to film it, and I'm like, oh, I know, fuck, that's what's happening. Because you can't see yourself. Mm. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't see what you're doing. You're just feeling it. You know, and so, um, so yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm, I try to glue myself to the TV when, when the, 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 these contests are on to, to see what people are doing well and to see where the level is. And um, in my opinion, I thought that the barrel riding was, was awesome to watch, and I, I thought that it was really cool to watch the women, you know, and see where they were at, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. All in all, good stuff. It's under or over. Over and under. The Stab High series, usually reserved for the uh, wave pool in Waco, but I guess all that hilly, hillbilly piss must have just been rotting oh, the pterygiums mate. of the world's best. So they've moved it to the mental wires. And, uh, yeah, it's been fucking wild. I think it's a three-part <laughs> series. I don't know how. Hillbilly piss. <laughs> Imagine swimming oh, in that shit. No. I've been in that pool. You have? Oh, what did no. it taste like? Oh, no. Yeah, it tastes like Mountain Dew, mate. It all tastes like Mountain Dew over there. <laughs> Mountain Dew and hickory ribs. <laughs> and OxyContin. <laughs> oh, hillbilly piss. Yikes. I'm never getting in that pool again. Never. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so they've taken the whole shit show to uh, the Mets mm. and fuck me sideways. If it isn't a spectacle of the highest order, Matt Miola, what is that guy on? Oh, man, he, he's got to be just 
the the sender, right? He's he's just so committed to just taking it as far as he can. Landing doesn't seem to be much more than a fluke. Mm. It's just like throw it out to the flats, fingers crossed, see how you go. I mean, uh, is he? Why does he even bother with ligaments and sinew? You know, why doesn't mm. he just go full Neuralink, Elon Musk, Iron Man, and just get some fucking steel in those? Ankles well, and knees, because I mean, it's an inevitability that that cunt's gonna blow wow, out. Could sure. be, could be Isn't not too. Well, I don't know, mate. I mean, how's some, he? How's he in such good nick? I don't understand. Some guys, like look at Derek Hind. Like he, he spends half his life, you know, on a board without fins. He's he's travelling at absurd speed. He's getting pushed into sections that people who have like more control over their boards never find themselves in, and he gets fucking detonated, and he's. Like his knees and his ankles and he, all of his bones are just sweet as. They're just, just eternally green. I don't know mm. how he does it. Like, yeah, Miola's just got that magic quality where it uh, doesn't matter what, sort of what angle he gets hit on. He's like one of those blow-up rubber men. He can just bounce back up from anywhere. Far out. The rotations. I mean, and we're talking about waves. This is what gets me too. Like, you know, I haven't been to the men's. Like, the waves that they're surfing. It's six foot, right? Six it's foot six fucking foot, macaroni. It's fucking like 18 second, 15 second periods. It's razor sharp reef. It's the kind of waves that your average Joe's holding on for dear life and kicking out and going, fuck. I survived it. What mm. a rush. Yeah. And these guys are hitting sections and going six foot above the air and fucking spindle flipping into corkscrew breakdance head mm. spins on the reef like and, and coming up sweet it's yeah. just bizarre um shout out to ian crane the backside fucking what was that thing well, he's got backside stalefish shark yeah, he's got reverse exactly yeah he's got two two sort of uh signature, signature move. moves one's the uh backside Stalefish air reverse, and the other, the other one's the backside oop. He's one of the few people who does big, lofty backside oops, wow. like real clean. Carrying on the lineage of uh, CJ Hobgood, also at HTs, actually. That's right. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was a, exactly a backside oop, but it was a kind of a, a reversing, like a backside carving 3 Got the no, thing. yeah, Is oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's a pretty much a backside oop, but yeah. but Craney's getting the loft. He's getting that sort of um, that classic oop tail drift where you can almost swing it right down and get that cushy. Transition straight back yeah. in. And again, they're reimagining these waves. You know, they're they're basically looking for cross shore HTs and hitting that middle bit just before the surgeon's mm. table. Uh, you know, these guys are that fucking good. It's it's mind melting shit. Um, and that that backside staley air reverse is fucking probably the best move in surfing right mm. now. That thing he sticks. It's, it's is definitely the most progressive mental. because it's done not just like uh, you know. Aiming for spins just shits me. I don't. I don't like the you know seven twenties and nine hundred. Like it's just spinning wildly out of control. It doesn't mm. set me off that much. Like when Miola's doing it, it looks legit because he's getting so high. But those those big boned out like stylish airs that are, are morphing into you know new turf like like uh, Craney's ones. They're mm. they're sick, man. I love those things. Mm. Um, but I mean, fucking. Nate Fletcher, the judge, at 72 years young, just <laughs> shutting it down. How sick was that? In the, in the, the pit oh. and just already reading his airline as he's yeah, coming it, out of it. It's so cool. It is monstro. Lofty Ollie. And no one, like that is the OG aerial pioneer pretty much, you know, one step removed. Mm. Um, and that punt, like that style is iconic. 
Yeah. You know, I, I was lucky enough to uh, share a session with him on a southern coastline somewhere and just watching it in the flesh from behind the wave, seeing that kind of boned out, uh, you know, just kicking the back foot out, just that classic kind of skate style. Mm. Is just it, it in the flesh. It takes on a whole level of surrealism. I can only really compare it to seeing mm. Snoop Dogg play a gig in the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, jersey at Good Vibes a year ago. <laughs> years ago. You know, it just has that kind of cartoonish element. Not even. It's just like it's so random and so out there. You can't and, even get your head around. And it. so iconic. You feel like you're in a Marvel Marvel comics. Mm. Scenario and yeah, I mean it could have been the micro. Nah, well it's just, it's just uh it's just so good. Like we're we're in a time of surfing where you know like fuck anyone can surprise you. Anyone like you, you can go down the beach on any given day and just be see you could just well actually yesterday I was surfing a little rip bowl uh, not too far from here, Smithy. There was a bloke out there uh, looked for all money like it was in his sort of late fifties. Uh, pretty wiry little dude, just uh, not not big, but f- mate, he was. Just flaring, just like, stomping corrupts. Just tell the guy. Oh, well, he wasn't doing airs, but you could. He was just the the flow that he had and how hard he was attacking the lip. It just schooled everyone. Mm. Like his knowledge of how to read a wave and stuff. And I was mm. just going, man, how sick is this? The best surfer out here is probably the oldest. How many groms did he send in there? Oh yeah, not too many, mate. He was a pretty small guy. Mm. I think you know most, most groms these days would uh, probably be able to wrestle and pin him down and mm. stomp him. But uh, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Mm. I impressive. love seeing the old guys do well. Absolutely. I mean, Nate oh, Fletcher. I'll go myself, mate. It's, it's, it's inspiring. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so much is made of the GOAT um, and his longevity. But Nate Fletcher, I mean, the guy's been a pack-a-day fucking survivor surfing 100-foot waves at Chile and getting washed headfirst over well, boulders. This is what, like, look at him! If, if you are a, a lifelong, you know, passionate surfer, like if, you're, if surfing is the thing that you live for where you get out of bed in the morning, that's it. You know, that's, that's your... The only priority and then everything else has to fall in after that you generally speaking stay super fit like i, I look at a lot of the the life's long you know surf diehards in in my sphere of friends and fuck man they, they, they can be like mid 50s and fitter than anyone mm. like they're just cut chiseled brown sunburnt yeah they're smokers they're drinkers they fucking do whatever they do on the weekends but god they're just so sort of coast fit it's mm. radical mm. and they're still ripping the shit out of it mm. you know what I reckon's preserved Nate the spirit molecule you heard it here first what mm. a scoop oh, oh massive over oh huge over huge, huge over and, and a big it. shout out to the ladybirds that's uh oh true Sierra Kerr and uh, Aaron Brooks the little little queen from uh, the islands bro how's the technique man I mean Fuck. it's just fucking it leaps it's leaps. It's like Whoa. we're one generation away from just, you know, a, a whole new world. A whole it's new world of women. Yeah, I mean, these chicks, like, fuck. They're, I think they're about 14, 13. They yeah. look seven. Yeah. But they're like packing stand ups at rifles and shit. Fucking putting me to shame. It's mm. fucking harrowing to watch. But uh, yeah, we're entering a crazy, crazy new world. And we said it, Vaughn. We said those fucking wave pools, Waco and whatnot. They're going to be the equivalent of a driving range for the world's best, mm. and we're going to see surfing go into some wacky territory. Well, wackadoo, Vaughn, it's here. <laughs> Wackadoo-dah! Get that hillbilly piss up your nostril. <laughs> uh, some bad news out of the uh, Swellian HQ. <gasps> the Ron Dog. Oh, I know. Ronnie Blakey, brother of our yeah. very own Vaughn Corn. Deadly, snapping his peg in cyclonic Kira conditions. Yeah. 
I mean, I am going to have to take some responsibility for this. You know, I saw him suiting up for the session, uh, you know, surrounded by cameras and uh, boom mics. And uh, I may have quipped, you know, break a leg, Ronnie. But I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> oh, he got done. He got done good, Smithy. Ah, terrible. Yeah, what yeah. was the story? Well, he actually called me. He was on the he was on the way up there and he said, uh, what are you doing? I'm heading up to Kira right now. And I can't remember. I was going to a birthday party or something. I was flagging it as usual. But uh he got up there. Next thing I hear, uh, uh, I get a text from Mick, uh, Mick Fanny, friends. Mm. And uh, he just said, oh, I think Ronnie's in hospital. I was like, what? Fuck. So, uh, yeah, I uh, rang Ronnie's wife and sure enough, he's, uh, he's busted his pin trying to pull through the back of one at, at Kira. Well, oh, well, wow. Yeah, we, Fuck, I've been stitched up in similar circumstances. Mm, the pull through the, the back. The pull through the back because all that force. underrated. Well, you, you're putting double the force yeah. on, on anything that you would do. Because you're bottom, bottom turning. turning. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. Clipped his leg and uh, it just, uh, apparently his femur hit his uh, tibia so hard it broke the knuckle off. You know how the uh, the top of the, the tibia is shaped exactly like a dog bone? Oh, those classic drawings? Wow. Yeah, so one yeah, of those yeah, yeah. Uh, snapped off. And, yeah, six screws and a big plate operation later. No uh, no ligament damage. But, yeah, pretty big carnage for old Ronnie Keenemarker. I haven't seen a leg break like that since the, the great Titus out Wyoming Bay 1990. Jeez Louise. I mean, uh, he's been on a tear, though, the Ron Dog. Packing Mondo cones at North Ave there, and I guess you got to pay to play at some point, don't you? Yeah. I mean, fuck, it's just the brutal reality mm. of surfing hollow waves is that you get stitched up literally and figuratively uh, periodically. Mm. Yeah, that, it happens, but uh, we'll, we'll get it's Ronnie an inevitability, on, uh, Vaughn. Okay, I think we'll have a, a couple of... <laughs> We'll have a couple of guest appearances from Ronnie over the next three months. I oh, no doubt. He'll, he'll be dying to get on the mic and uh, spew a bit of gold. Can't wait for that. Mend up, Rondol, get on the CBD and the Under. THC and the Wim Hof and uh, all that fucking goodness. Just get deep in oh, it. It's, it's mushroom season. It's cyclone season, Vaughn. Yeah. How good. Mushroom season can't come oh, quick enough. Oh, it's a great time to be... Hey, um, I, I, just to anyone, any Swellians who are uh, who laid out, either through injury or illness during this uh, holiday period. We got your back. We got your back. We're going to have episodes coming. And, um, you know, don't dwell too hard on how hard it is. Just know that fucking you got friends, you got family. And just fucking got the ocean. breathe, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> in, out. In, out. Wim Hof. Fully in. Let it go. <laughs> Fully in. Let it go. Yeah. But yeah. we got you. We got your swellians. That's fucking. right. Be well. Be well, friends. Yeah, massive under that. Huge under. Fucking massive. Under. Uh, cyclonic for the Merry La Nina. La Nina. It's all happening. The big, big island down under has erupted once again in an absolute orgasm mm. of oceanic bliss. Mm. It's Blowing all over my face, Warren. I couldn't be up here. Yuck. Well, uh, yeah, mate. It's good to see, isn't it? The points firing up. East swells. Lots of rain, as you say. Lots of mushies in paddocks. It's just fucking it's glorious time to be alive. I love these seasons, man. I, I can't remember the last time we had a really good one where mm. you, you walk outside, your T-shirt's wet within three seconds because it's just that humid. <laughs> Sweating wobbles. Remember last year it was it was hot but it was dry and like you, you were just fire paranoid oh, the whole time. Dude, my cornhole was yeah. <laughs> it was fucking dry as a oh, nun's razu. Yeah, yeah. You, by the time you finish your poop and you went to wipe your bum, all you had was just dried up bits of fossilised 
detritus stuck to your poo hair. Anyway, it was, yeah, it's it's just the complete opposite. It's so wet this year. You can wipe for an hour and a half and still be there. Oh, you got to love a fuck. Uh, it's anyway, just a, a bloody squelch off in the main drag of Balnavon. <laughs> but it does mean that uh, we've had so many good little North Swells. North Coast, North Swells. What's that? It fucking never happens. Mm, mm. So, uh, yeah, really fun little waves around. And um, just uh, fingers crossed for the next. You know, uh, everyone's keeping an eye on this latest COVID outbreak in Sydney and what that means for travel and all that. Mm. Uh, you know, there's... Just fingers crossed that uh, it doesn't spread too quickly and that uh, you and I get plenty of vision. Mm, I mean, Smitty. well, that's all that matters, yeah, frankly. You and I, mate. Couldn't, couldn't care less. I got your back, bro. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I lamented the spring sting. I think maybe that was in our last episode. But, geez, it was short-lived, Vaughn. Mm. Not only just maybe a couple of weeks of uh, Norvalies and then we're straight oh. back into the East Coast low cyclonic energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, not great news for Fiji. Admittedly, no terrible news. For no, the Pacific Fiji. Islands uh, no, never enjoy cyclone season no. like we do. But yeah, it has been good. And the, the spring little spring break with all those northies, I didn't get too eggy. I kind of enjoyed surfing one foot on shore. Shore is got, mm. got me back into surfing. Funnily enough, mm. don't know why. Yeah, just just reconnected. But anyway, big over. Yeah, big over. And I think the moral of this story is just fucking keep burning that fucking coal. Just pump that shit in the <laughs> atmosphere. Let's heat this joint up. It's pumping. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Ask us a question. We'll tell you no lie. Ask us a question. We'll tell you no lie. Ask us a question. We are back with the Swellian Army, Smithy, to wrap it up. What will probably be our last episode for the year. Maybe we might squeeze another one in, but uh, feeling like it might be. Mm. But this is from our good friend, Nicholas Conjiro. Ah, Conjiro. Cone is his middle name. Mm. No, well, that's his last name, Conjiro. It's almost like Cone Hero, isn't it? Or maybe mm. it is pronounced Cone Hero. Cone Hero, yeah. yeah. I believe that is uh, the correct pronunciation. He's from Chile, correct? He's from me. Chile, mate. And uh, big shout out to all our Swellian fans over there, and uh, or brethren and sistren. Mm. What's mm. sistren? Is Swellian family, anyway. Something like that, yeah. Just stick to the mate. More mate, less Bolivian ether washing. That's here. right, all right. He says, uh, UTFS, Nico from Chile. And, uh, On your like, cone, uh, hero. Is the Olympics opening a gate for a more diverse surf scene, do you think? And if so, do you think it's going to have a positive outcome for developing countries who lack the support from the surf industry but have plenty of talent? Will the Olympics open the door to a greater surfing experience for countries not privy mm. to the money and the flow of the surf industry? Smith. Well, Vaughan, as you know, I'm all about diversity and inclusivity and fucking ripping rompers. All I care, really, mm. is uh, the quality of the conditions they're going to have the tournament in. If it's going to be fucking one foot cheaper, I'm not tuning in. Mm. All right? Mm. You know, credit to Owen and the boys and the girls. If they want to march with the flags, march with their fucking mast at half mast or whatever mm-hmm. it is and cover themselves in flags and southern crosses and all other kinds of, uh, you know, proud Australian insignia. And, you know, maybe partake a bit of the old in-out, in-out in the athletes' village. Mm. We'll fucking rip we'll it in. Well, I think, I think uh, you know, but, uh, if, uh, if the Chilean surf team gets a bit of coverage because uh, one of their surfers goes uh, really well in the event, then great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good I mean, thing. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Oh, mm, yeah. Okay. It's. Uh, I've been. Uh, yeah. I often toss it up on the. Uh, you know. The age-old quandary of. You know. Uh, the boosting surfing's profile versus keeping it underground mm. and core. And no, it's, it's a, a hard one. one. It's a tough one. It's age-old, but um. I, I think uh, the only uh, way forward for the Olympics is the ABB format. It's got to be teams. Fuck off the individual event. Mm. Just have Australia versus Brazil versus France versus Chile versus, you know, Tahiti. Mm. Uh, that's the way. That's the way forward. Make it a team's event. You'll corner it completely. Uh, it'll it'll breed that sort of club thing. Mm. Uh, you know, the club uh, community and the, the competitiveness that we've got in Australia, we're lucky enough to have. Mm. Yeah, I'm back. I, yeah. I think that's the, that's the way forward. That's, that's the only way... Surfing can succeed in the Olympics because uh, it's just too condition based. Otherwise, exactly. You, yeah, you can turn up anywhere, have a club comp, it could be one foot, and it's exciting if you've you've got five people who have to come through for each other. No, lay down, Sally Robinson's like the old rowing team. Oh, Sally! Oh, I know, but uh, yeah, I back it. I back it. You know, and all the shenanigans that goes with it, the uh, cheer squads, the you know. Uh, traditional but, spitting of the winkle to open oh, the day's the competing. The mascots mm. down there? I mean, who would be uh, Brazil's mascot, I'm assuming? Well, you know, well, the Australian mascot would be the spit, spit the winkle mascot. Yeah, sure. it have to be. Uh, with Curl Curl or, no, what was it? Uh, Queenscliff mm. tattooed on the butt cheeks and yeah. just ripping the winkle. Uh, I believe the Brazilian mascot, um, uh, it's some kind of... Uh, some kind of you know, Mardi Gras, you know, like a really uh, Priscilla, queen of the desert with a huge prong just sagging out <laughs> the side of a G-banger. Transgender uh, Mardi Gras. Love it. Icon, I mean, uh, the Japanese uh, mascot, of course, of course, would have to be... Uh, uh, a dead whale strung up from the tail. Just oh, that's right. Bleeding all over the beach in front of crying children. Yes, no, yes, absolutely mm. correct. I was thinking of a uh, wasted businessman who'd shit his pants. But, uh... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, the, the mascots. We could go down so many rabbit holes here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, let's not forget about the uh, the English mascot, of course, the uh, the unwashed guy with the gu- terrible gum disease. I mean, <laughs> flies buzzing around his head. Oh, it's hard to know what sort of line we're walking here, Smithy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we don't want to strain to any kind of stereotyping of no. other nationalities. Heaven, heaven, I mean, of heaven. course, the South African mascot, the uh, slave owner. Yeah, we might might move on from that one. All right, so uh, who, who have you got there on the on the on the Facebook thread? Um, let's just sticking with the uh, spit the winkle thread mm. seems to be on trend. Uh, Matthew George. Not the Matthew George. Not Matt George. Not the Matt George. Eh? In uh, God's hands. No, no, and uh, yeah, no, not him. American surf writings. Royalty. Uh, royal, yeah. Well. He's the Colonel Kurtz of uh, yeah. surf journalism. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Went up, he's gone way up river, and now he's uh, he's gone so far up river, he's actually living in the hive of Cuda there in Bali. Mm. I mean, you don't get much more up river than living in a sweaty... But this isn't him, right? No, this is the other Matt George. But uh, his... Peck-flexing, American flag-waving... Good old boy. That's right. Matt George says, I googled Spit the Winkle and came across this in the Guinness World Records. The farthest distance for, s- for winkle spitting is a whopping 10 point... 10, what? 10.4 metres. What? That is 34 feet and 1.4 inches. And it is held by a Frenchman of all people born. <laughs> oh, my God. Elaine Jordan. 
Um, is Elaine, he, he asked the question, is Elaine a French swelling diplomat with immunity? A runaway from the Bondi board riders? I was under the impression that the spit the winkle was a localised sport only practised in the depths of board riders clubs up the fucking swellians. Is he a runaway from Bondi board riders, Elaine Jordan? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Perhaps they've uh, broken off and have their own sect of spitting the winkle over there in the Gosh, south of France. I never knew that it was anywhere outside of uh, the south side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Nor did I know there was some kind of competition uh, for spitting the winkle. Uh, but now that I do, I think we'll be entering a team, Vaughan. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, I know, no. Well, it's, it's, that surely, this is a national disgrace! I think, uh, you know, if, if, if you're serious about having surfing in the Olympics, then uh, obviously a subsection of, of having that inclusion is a spit the winkle contest. Oh, absolutely. Places. I mean, we talked about uh, the surfing decathlon, the, mm. the bong toss. The, That's right. The spit the winkle. Right. Uh, yeah. The, uh, you know, pissing on the grommet in the cage. Mm. Uh, mm. There's a few more legs to that that are slipping my mind. Mm. Maybe. Can, can you uh, oh, just off the top of my head, uh, the crumb cutlet, that's always a good one. Mm. You know, you've got to do whoever can get the most sand. Not just uh, on the grommet, but inside all the ear holes, mouth holes, eye mm. holes, all that mm. sort of thing. Mm. No, there's so many. There's so many. But uh, I just, yeah, I think that we've got to look seriously and, and start campaigning with the AOC to get this involved. Mm. Has to happen. Yeah, because a, a, a club contest in one foot cheaper, it's just not going to get the no. eyes on it that surfing deserves. Okay, so i uh, got one here, Smivy, from uh, Matthew Hayes, 23. And he wants to know, how hard will the Evoker Jesus set rail and go mad at sunset? What are you, what are you uh, predicting here? Because it was a pretty disappointing showing from the Gosford Gragget pipe. Mm. Never looked real comfortable out there. I mean, sunset... You would imagine that he's got his his eyes, his, his sights set firmly on ripping that mm. fucking lid clean off. Yeah, well, I mean, it's difficult. Let's be fair. You know, he's a Gosford native mm. and he's been removed from his uh, local, uh, you know, local province and, and he's over there in the North Shore. So everything's changing. The climate, um, the waves, but I think more importantly, the diet, you know. No more Gosford dirty bird. Mm. He's on these acai berries and it's just playing havoc with yeah. the born. He's yeah. too jazzed. He's too fizzed. Yeah. And just too he, quiet. He just can't find a rhythm, you know. Too he, quiet. Too quiet on the North Shore, Smithy. He can't. He, he, he wakes up in the middle of the night expecting the burnout of tyres yes, on, on WRX's right. drag race. That's how he goes to house. sleep, Vaughn. There's nothing there, mate. There's nothing mm, there. All you can hear is chooks clucking oh, and stuff and like that. this endless crashing of waves is just doing his head in, Vaughn. No, he needs, he, needs to, he needs someone. I think uh, if Glenn Micro Hall... Uh, I don't think he's over there, but maybe Marco can tee up someone to just do a few burnouts outside his house yeah, at about three in the morning. I hope so. Or even just maybe a guided meditation of burnouts on a continuous oh, that's the, yeah, Good idea. Good idea. Can right. you get that? Have you have you developed that app yet? Uh, no, it's in development. Okay, good. There you go. Uh, Rye Fletcher wants to know, are taking a shit in the ocean whilst surfing aqua dump, uh, to use the politically correct term, is it okay? In what circumstances is it accepted? If at all, please discuss, Vaughn. Oh, if I think this is well-travelled turf uh, on this podcast, I mm. think it's, uh, it's, it's always acceptable so long as you can get away from it because it chases you like a little hungry dog if, you, if you're not careful. If you, if you don't get that separation straight away and you don't get it right, mm. it's just on your tail. Absolutely, uh, yes. And uh, just a word to the wise, I think when it's not accepted, just be very cautious at you know, kind of point break, point slab, point reef scenarios where there's that refraction effect. Because you can think that you're wide of the lineup, but because the swell is coming around that bend, say at Lennox Head or Desert Point, two places I've been uh, you know, caught unawares by my own uh, nugget, um, you, know, you can be way, way out in the channel, but it just tapers back in. 
refracts and before you know it, there's screams of disgust as your fellow comrades paddle through your corn-filled, nazi-goring special. So, yeah. you know, use caution, yeah. but, you know, typically, you know, just paddle beyond the lineup, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, I'm one for, uh, you know, if, if I've got, like, a wetty on, I'll just, I have to take it to the beach. It's too, too hard basket to get the wetty off and yeah. on. It's just... Take it to the beach. That's right. It's conspicuous. Bury it. I mean, when are they going to bring the wetsuit out with the, um, you know, escape patch oh, on the, the back? the little Mickey Mouse uh, buttons on the back <laughs> there. <laughs> That's a good idea. Really good idea. Swellian wetsuit coming up soon. Um, Josh Windsor wants to know three of the biggest kook moves. <sighs> oh, jeez. Oh, well, this is, this, this. Take my, the ultimate kook move. Yeah, go. In my opinion. He's taking off on the end section of a barreling wave, stuffing someone in the cone and they're not even getting pitted. Mm. I think it's a classic kook move because they see someone in the pit and they're like, oh my God, that looks great. I want me some of that cone. <laughs> yeah. But the, co- the guy who's in the cone, he's getting coned and the chances are there's not going to be that much more cone. Mm. So, I mean, just stuffing people in the pit in general is a dangerous game to play, but taking off on the end section of a pit and then not even getting coned is just... Oh, jeez, that's nauseating, isn't it? Low. Yeah, it's nauseating. It's just, it's just something just it sits so poorly with you too. It's oh. just a hard thing to cop. It's, it's a hard thing for everyone to cop. Mm. You know, even bystanders, you're just furious. I'd say number two, and it kind of segs into that one, mm. is... Uh, just being in waves that you're not good enough to surf, just cluttering up the fucking lineup. Mm. That is, uh, that's just, that's kind of, I think surfing's like the, the biggest challenge that it faces as a culture is mm. uh, people who are just not at the level and just muddying up the lineup, f- throwing boards over the lip, fucking getting in your way, tangled in your leg rope. Mm. I mean, uh, mm. Mm. I've straddled that line, don't get me wrong. Oh, I, think, uh, I think, I think. Another big kook move that I've seen go down uh, a, a fair bit is when you blow up at someone even though you clearly weren't going to make a section or something like that. Did mm. you know that one where you, you I think you overestimate your own ability uh, and you have a, a, a go at someone who can see that you're not getting around that section. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So a perfect example is say you are on the shoulder uh, and you're capable of surfing, but someone is on the inside and, and they're a bit too deep. You know those ones? Yeah. So, like, they're a bit too deep. You can clearly tell because from years and years of watching surfing and knowing what's going on that they're not going to make it. Mm. So you take that wave and then they have a crack at you when you get back out of the back. Yeah, I mean, well, but you can take off and kick out quickly. Like, I mean, so, like... Oh, like, I'm, not, I'm saying, that like, when it's good. clear, they're not making it. It's not like they're getting around the section and surfing behind you. I'm saying, like, yeah, when you paddle they make back it around, out, they're no like, oh, fuck, a good one, mate. Oh, you fucking what? You've been doing all, you know, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Mm. Gets up my nose. I'm like, mate, you weren't making it. You clearly weren't making it. I mean, it. if they make it, you kick out. No harm, no foul. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, it, that's a kook move to me. Mm. Can't stand being accused of something I didn't do. Now, Steve Bull has a question. Who has the most boring surf brand? JJ at John John Florence's Marine X or Goats <laughs> Out and Own? <laughs> when are they going to get pots helping out their brand strategy? Oh. Mm, get pots up on the Berlin Wall. Well, the thing about Potts' brand was that it went broke after about a year. Mm. You know, he said no to the big dollars, spent a shit ton trying to get Potts, the brand, up and running. Was cool. Mad mm. decal. No one Did he rip it. that decal off Richo? Terry Richo? They look very similar. Oh, a bit similar, aren't they? Mm. 
intellectual property theft. Uh, who's the most boring? I guess it's uh, whoever's you got to pay the most for. Mm, that's always boring. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I'm going to pay for anything, I want it to be made in the cheapest of Asian sweatshops, Vaughn. Yeah. Good call. Um, let's have a look here. Love this podcast. Degenerate wisdom continually on offer. Is there any Americans, whether up or coming, that you would like to get on the program? ATS brings a core spirit that none of our other chia-munching California surf media seem to capture. Uh, would be rad to hear a California legend catch up with you guys. Who would it be? Uh, that is from Pam Kruger. Thanks very much, Pam. Up the swelliettes up there in California, you oh, legend. Oh, yeah, Pammy. Um, Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, we've got Gurr on. So alert. that's happening. But uh, yeah, who would you like to sit down? Because we are actually, if if the COVID thing ever becomes manageable, we're we're thinking about doing a little tour on mm. in 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 America, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's on the cards. But I think also, uh, who's your number one? Who's your dream guest? If we if we were to hit the states, mm, have to be either Bobby Martinez. And well, he's here. Or we can get him. True. Why don't we just call him up and get him on? Why haven't we done that? Um. It'd be have to be Martinez or Tommy Karen. Oh, mate. The Kaza. Kaza brother. Wait till you see me Karen film. Oh, Slash. Um, not just Karen, but uh, Zoltan Torkos, I think, rates him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Joe right. Cremo. Let's chuck him in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, there's so many good personalities. But it, we're not limited to just Aussie guests. I wouldn't mind getting, uh, uh, you know, just kind of badgered by a belligerent Christian Fletcher and mm. uh, told how little I know for That'd be an hour fun. and a half. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I think we'll uh, have plenty. I've done it once before. We're going to have plenty of US guests. We're going to have plenty of Euro guests. We're going to have plenty of Brazilian guests. They're all coming. They're all coming on, Smith. Mm. Um, We're an unstoppable But just saying, uh, that current film, the next uh, yeah, when's it out? It's mid-January, mid to late January. Get ready for it, mate. You're joking. It's not, it's not a bio. I saw her on Stab. They said it was a Tom Curran bio, but it's not. It's actually Tom Curran's uh, sort of window of COVID, uh, COVID space. Oh, that's uh, esoteric, to mm. say the least. Oh, yeah, it's a weird one. Mm. I think you'll enjoy it. What do you say? Should we wrap this thing, Smithy? Now we've got to have a hundred more questions, but uh, we could almost do a whole ep on these things. Oh, one more. Mark Warren's Atlas of Australian Surfing Vaughn, the controversial, much maligned in certain circles, Mark Warren's Atlas of Australian Surfing. Mm. I mean, it's right up there. It's as polarizing as the Old Testament. It's, the a, Quran it's been around for the... a long, long time, but I mean, it's got maps to the breaks in it. Mm. The sharing of surf spot locations and info. Is it a good or a bad thing? Uh, Now, he goes on to recount a bit of a story, Shane Stevens. I remember using this book extensively in my first stint of surf travelling, and it was good to get an idea of where some of the spots to surf were when I was many hours from home. I felt it was great then, but how did the locals feel about it? I got a little taste of it when someone put a GPS location up on an online surfing atlas for a secret spot in the remote corner of Australia that I called home. I remember thinking, what kind of wanker does that? I mentioned it to a person who I went to uni with that surfed it somewhat regularly. I remember saying something like, did you see someone put, insert location here, up on, insert digital surf atlas here, what kind of wanker does that? He replied with, that was me that put it up there. I remember having quite negative feelings towards that guy for that. Mm. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the sharing of surf spots? Where do you draw the line? It must be good to an extent, 
or we wouldn't know about Glan, the Mantuise Nalu cactus. I'll just chip in quickly and say, never share surf spots mm. ever. And basically, I think it's it's this perfect cosmic kind of scenario where you find out about surf spots that you're good enough to surf by word of mouth. Mm. It's a natural force of the universe where you know you just kind of slowly figure it out if you care enough and you surf certain kinds of waves um and you share sessions at those spots you find out about similar spots of a similar degree of difficulty and all mm. figures itself out i'm waiting for i mean assange is locked up but he is you know originally from the northern rivers but i'm waiting for some kind of hacking cybernaut to bring down wannasurf.com it's a fucking disgrace mm. um, that's a good take good take on that uh, I think you're absolutely right. Most of the surf spots I've been taken to, I've been, uh, you know, at the uh, the invitation of someone who is from that spot. It's pretty rare to just sort of turn up and, I don't know, just stumble onto a, a world-class wave these days. It's like, you know, someone will say like, hey, the swell could be on for this this joint. Like, we should head down there. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's always a word of mouth thing. Mm. And uh, it's never it's never invasive. So to, to have the uh, have the gumption, to just take it upon yourself to share that with someone else because you got a good photo out there or, or you wanted to, you know, brag about it or whatever. That's that's a pretty low act, mm. pretty dog act. Mm. At yeah. the same time, though, I think that they're, they're, you need to be realistic about where your local spot is and how many people frequent it. I mean, there's definitely spots that are hidden and uh, aren't worthy of, of uh, you know, being blown out. But getting cranky because people are surfing snapper, you know what I mean? Like, they, they get... I remember Ben McCartney, the swell forecaster at uh, Coastal Watch, used to get abusive letters from Gold Coast surfers going, oh, why don't you tell everyone that Snapper's going to be on, mate? You know, like, yeah, be real. I mean, uh, yelp. I think just the fucking strangest thing that's ever happened to surfing is social media and uh, just the desire of people to basically kill the goose that lays the golden egg. Like, if mm. you're on a surf trip... Why would you post photos of the fucking wave that you're surfing? Like the whole point that you've you've travelled so far is to escape the hordes of locusts, mm. just devouring every morsel of wave energy. And then there you are, you know, trying to feed and create FOMO in the eyes of your fellow locusts. Just fucking shut it down, you <laughs> idiot! You some kind of imbecile? Are you brain damaged? To quote the great Morris Cole. <laughs> Merry Christmas, baby. Oh, Merry Christmas. It's a capitalist consumerist. Fast. It sure is, but give me some presents and some cake because I want to drink beers and have a hell time with my family. And that. Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? 
Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me?